He is from WBAY Sports and also a big part of uh, Cover 2, a show that uh, I really have a lot of fun with, with uh, Rob and Jason every week. We had those guys earlier. Please welcome to the fifth quarter, Dave Schrader, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, Dave. Hello, Mark. Thanks for coming. Glad to be here. What'd you think of the ball game? I thought that it was maybe going to be the first full, complete 60-minute efforts until the end of the third quarter happened and they gave up all those big drives. But there's a lot to take away that was good from this game. And it just absolutely shocks me that this team is 4-1 and one with the big wins they have without playing a 60-minute game yet. Uh, yeah, new head coaches, Denver, 1-4. and four. Uh, Poor Mike Sherman's son-in-law, Zach Taylor, 0-5. for 5. It's not going well there. Uh, who else we got? Uh, that's really Vic strong. Fangio's uh, got one Miami's 0-4. Yeah. Jets are 0-4. Uh, Arizona finally got their first one yesterday. This guy's 4-1. and one. Yeah. And, Mike- it, and it's not because, oh, you got Rodgers, because Rodgers isn't, isn't going crazy this year. I think he's like 16th in passer rating in the NFL right now. What I said on cover two last night is the Packers are winning with Aaron Rodgers playing good football, but not winning because of Aaron Rodgers. And that is huge because it used to be a day when you go on the road in a tough environment, you got to get 300, 400 passing yards and three touchdowns to win it. They're finding different ways to win so far. And it's really impressive. And my story tonight on channel two is going to be about first year head coach, Matt LaFleur, four and one record. If you add up the other seven first year head coaches combined, they have six wins. Bruce Arians has two of those. He's 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 no newbie to this game, just a new site for him. And Freddie Kitchens has two more of those with the Browns, but he had half a year as an interim guy last year. The rookie head coaches out there have a two wins combined outside of Matt LaFleur, who has four. They are exceeding expectations. And and speaking of Aaron Rodgers, I mean, maybe if you have him on your fantasy team, you're not super thrilled about the stats. But if you're a Packers fan, you have to be thrilled that this team can win in multiple facets without everything falling on his shoulders like in years past. Yeah, he, yeah. Oh, we'll when go he as was far down. as Aaron goes. Well, right. they're not going to go as far as Aaron goes this year. They're going to go as far as this defense continues to take it away and Jones keeps running the ball hard and everything else that goes special teams. Uh, you know, It's more of a complete team now than they've been in several years. I think that's exactly correct. And you look at the big chip on their shoulder last week from Ray Lewis's comments about no leaders in the front seven. <laughs> Zadarius and Preston Smith heard that. They really talked about it in the locker room yesterday did, afterwards yeah. about how they printed off the quotes, they put them in the defensive rooms, and they talked about it every day. For the guys that say we tune the media out, they some, don't. Of, some of them might, but most of them do not, especially when you deliver up that bulletin board material. And they really showed up in opportunity fashion. You can talk all you want about yards. I think the Packers would much rather have a top 10 scoring defense and a top 10 turnover margin and then be dead last in yards than, than the other way around. You, you just got to take the ball away and you got to prevent touchdowns won the game's competitive, and they did that for the most part. You can fault them for a few things, but you have to really praise them for a lot more. It was 31-3 to on the road. Yeah. I mean, with three minutes left in the third quarter, that was about as a dominating period uh, of a football game as I've seen. I was shocked, I mean, that they handled Dallas the way they handled Dallas. This is a Dallas defense that held the Saints to four field goals yeah, and the that... week before. Yes, they lost that game, but you're doing that against a Teddy Bridgewater-led offense that you may grade on a curve, but then Teddy goes and throws for four touchdowns yesterday. I think that this is a pretty good Dallas team and a pretty good Dallas defense. I just think the Packers are better right now. Yeah, it's tough to tell where Dallas is because they start the year with three pretty much cupcake 
wins. It was like the Badgers, South Florida, yeah. you know. Yeah, Who's Bowl. worse, Kent State or uh, yeah, Miami Central Dolphins? Michigan. Yeah, you know, yeah, really. Uh, you know, it so was I a think, non-conference I think, schedule. I think maybe there was too much hype around Dallas coming into it, you know. I you, said that Friday. I knows? said I'm, I'm not convinced Dallas is the end-all, be-all NFC runaway favorite. I think probably Seattle, uh, New Orleans, and now the Packers are certainly in that conversation. And Prescott yesterday was constantly throwing off of his back foot. I don't know how often you noticed that, but he was not getting a lot into throws because he was under constant pressure. And instead of just taking that extra half second, stepping into a throw, he was panicking and throwing off his back foot. From where I was watching, I don't know what it looked like on TV, but it looked to me like you're right, that it was just lob it up and yeah. we'll let Gallup go get it with Tremont Williams trying to find it. The one, the great catch by Cooper on that sideline, that was unbelievable. That looked like a wobbler too, but you know, it, it was dropped right on a dime. I will say that. Dak has always been a guy who's had a powerful arm to get the ball down the field, but he hasn't been a precision arm. And what affects a guy the most when, when precision's needed is a pass rush. I talked today with Mike Smith, the outside linebackers coach, about his MO. It's pressure over sacks. He does not care at all about the stats. He cares about affecting the quarterback. And yes, the Packers had the three sacks a week after having none with Zadarius and Preston combining for those three. But they had pressures from Kyler Fackrell. Rashawn Gary hasn't showed up on the stat Amos sheet, but he's made once. some plays. Yeah. Amos. And it's been schemed up really well by Mac Mike Pettin and his staff as well. And I think that started to show up against a guy like Dak Prescott. I, I fear for Dak and for Dallas fans that He's kind of Kirk Cousins 2.0, a guy that's going to get rich, and then you're going to realize he's middle of the road. He may have some great games, but he's going to have a lot of games that you go, well, is he that talks, much guy better known than for, A guy I've known for years and years and years is a great sports writer, uh, now retired, Rick Gosselin, who wrote for the Dallas Morning News. We visited with him before the game, and he kind of said the same thing. Uh, you know, I said, how much is this guy going to make? And he goes, too much, yeah. too much, yeah. because they are going to have to pay him like he is – a Brady, Rodgers, Wilson. He's not, and he may never get there. And this is a guy that has watched every snap of this guy's career. He just says he doesn't have the it factor uh, that Wilson has, for instance, or Rodgers has, the cachet of a Brady. He just, he's a great athlete, but I don't know if he's an elite quarterback. And he's got a great running back. I know. That helps. You know, I mean, that's what a lot of guys do not have. Yeah. All right. Dave, this team uh, has taken off uh, remarkably well, obviously, Philadelphia game notwithstanding, I think in great measure to what Brian Gutekunst did, uh, bringing in free agents. Uh, okay, Packers were so miserly over the years with Ted Thompson, very careful about not overspending to get that one guy that you think might help, even though Favre pleaded for the receiver and Rodgers would really like a defensive playmaker. But he goes out and gets, quote-unquote, mid-level Second contract guys uh, that were kind of under the radar, but Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, Adrian Amos, Billy Turner have started every single game, and they have transformed that locker room. And they the don't likes of look... which I have not seen out of a free agent since Reggie White waddled in here in 1992 on a four-year, $17 million contract at the time. Well, that's outrageous, but no, I'm just kidding. Uh, when you look at these guys and their performances, they're not performing like mid-level free agents. If they had these performances and went into free agency next year, they'd be getting a ton, a ton, a ton of money. They're outperforming the contracts that they were given, and Brian Goodkins does look like a genius. I rode the elevator with him in Chicago down from that opening win, and he was almost bouncing off the balls, giving high fives to his fellow scouts and staffers, and he looked like a genius then, and he still looks like a genius 
just now. And his drafting looks pretty awesome as well. Jair Alexander last year, and you've got Darnell Savage, even though he's injured, he's been making plays left and right, not just for himself, but tipping the ball, affecting it for others to make plays around him too. But the chemistry uh, with yeah. so many new guys and so many young guys. But it also helps that Zadarius and Preston were buddies before this. You know, I mean, these, these guys have known each other for years. They've had well, that connection. Yeah, well, they worked 20 miles apart yeah. in the belt line, obviously. And but, I, I mean, they've, you know, still. they've had that rapport. So you, then you combine those two. I mean, they just bring that immediate camaraderie to a locker room, and it's easy for that to start spreading throughout the entire defense. There, and, there's a, as Aaron Rodgers says, there's a vibe here there's a vibe uh that he can't quite put his finger on but he sure likes what he sees and hears and that vibe is something that maybe the fans don't recognize as much because they're not in the locker room every day they don't know how it's been for the last three four five six years it is a stark contrast today i asked matt lafleur about the the dual interviews that z and preston do together and if he's ever seen it because we sure have not seen it and he said no that that started week one kind of randomly uh, they were both changing getting ready to do interviews and i was standing between the two trying to decide who did yeah. like who's going first and they said want us to do it together i'm like sure why not that those two enjoy each other each other's company and i think a lot of fans write that off as yeah that doesn't matter whatever it's how you perform on the field it does matter it does matter the connection you have with because i think they you. beat off that energy on the field yeah. as well very unique versus a martellus bennett who walks in here and does his first press conference <laughs> wearing a cheese head and it's all about me and all this and i'm writing a children's book and ah oh, blah 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 i knew he was a phony the minute he got here but these two guys are genuine I really believe that and I, that's why I really we're gonna get Z on here because you are gonna love him he's got just an unbelievable personality very funny guy yeah he should be on cover two this Sunday as well hope that knee heals up for him but yeah, sure day yeah, game. you get him at the end of the week I Sorry, get him man. when he's in rehab <laughs> Aaron Joseph's eight rushing touchdowns Dave Schrader that's an impressive total. Holy it used cow. to be the red zone where Devontae Adams over the last few years has more red zone touchdowns than anyone in the league. And the and year before that, Jordy and his comeback player of the year, year Aaron had double digits. He's not about numbers anymore. I think then he was about numbers. Touchdowns to yep. interceptions, piling it up. Now he's six to one. Still really good. He's the best of all time, obviously, but that's how they finished yesterday with the ground game in the red zone. That was surprising to me and Jones should have had five the one time they didn't give him the ball on second and third down yeah, inside they the five they kicked a the field one. goal yeah they did that yeah. was another one of those moments where they were so close they run the ball on first and then just abandon it we we're like oh no hope this doesn't bite him in the butt yeah. After Philly, I don't want to see another slant in a goal to go from the two. I mean, just ask <laughs> Russell Wilson how slants work in the red yeah, zone. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, uh, that came in a kind of a large moment as well. But, uh, again, so uh, anything else strikes you about this start, Dave, and, and what these guys are doing? Um, yeah, what's, what's your favorite storyline so far in the 2019 Packers team, maybe outside of what Goody did in the offseason? I think the storyline is that this team was written off before the season started and has exceeded expectations. This is the first year in my eight years covering the team that I went into the year thinking this is not a playoff team. Yeah. But then you win at Chicago and at Dallas. This is, of course, after last year they lost their first seven road games. You'd think with a new coach, oh, a ton of new the players. Jets on there the was going to be December, a, yeah. a, a growing uh Payne's session of the season to start. And I thought, man, they'd love those home games to be late when they get things together. They've got the wins early. 
have to go 500 there and we'll be a playoff team. It's absolutely outstanding to me the way that this team has overachieved. I don't think it's looking that tough no. all of a sudden. KC in Minnesota, the it, toughest. Yeah, uh, yeah, Giants, Redskins. Yes. The Niners, don't overlook them. Watch them tonight. Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo has still only lost one game as a Niners starter. He won the final five or six two years ago. He lost at Minnesota week uh, one last yeah, year. And then tore his ACL and he's undefeated this year. And he's running the uh, offense that's uh, operational across the street. Hmm. hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Circle Interesting. that one. My storyline, so, my storyline, Z, I think is the energy with which the defense plays, the speed yeah. that they have added, the athleticism that they have added, uh, and uh, the playmaking ability. Uh, you know, all right, so they give up on Clay Matthews. So they give up on Mike Daniels. Clay Matthews so has a broken ha jaw now, by the way. Yeah, trade ha-ha Clinton Dix. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking, yeah, those guys all were good players. But now they are fast, young players making plays on this defense. Uh, and that's really uh, got my attention. Yes, they've been prone to giving up big plays or having tough stretches uh, dealing with the run when gap integrity fails them or whatever. But... Showed like they, to me, that they could correct that with how they played the run yesterday. Matt LaFleur was asked today uh, in his Monday press conference whether it's a fine line to walk between flying around trying to make turnovers versus then giving up plays if you don't actually take the ball away. He said, yeah, it's a fine line, but he thinks that their current level of play is sustainable. He doesn't feel like these takeaways are a fluke. In four of the Packers' five games, they've had one or more takeaways and won the turnover margin. Yes, if this team doesn't come up with sacks and doesn't take the ball away, it could be a long day because of some of the yards they give up, but I just don't feel like that's going to be that often with this team. The risks and the gambles they take are going to pay off because of the pressure in the scheme that Mike Pettin draws up to get his pass rushers home, got, to get the slot yeah. blitz, to get the safety blitz home. They've got the pressure, they've got the disruption on the quarterback, and they've got corners who Kevin King's got to find a way to Stay healthy. Uh, you Don't know, knock I, him. He's played all five games this year. Yeah. Matt LaFleur said it's the first time ever he's seen a guy designated as doubtful, moved to questionable, play in a game, and play that well in yeah. a game. And they got the cover he's corners, too, right that when pressure is applied, corners are covering, although yep. it was a tough day for number you know, 23. But nonetheless, I still think he's awfully good. You think so, he'll lose any confidence? Oh, no. I know. Well, so in the off season, did we not see the defense coming, this type of a defense, just because – there wasn't much shown throughout the OTAs and the training camps and preseason. No one really was getting a glimpse well, at what this, this defense could if do. Kyler Fackrell can produce 10 sacks in Mike Pettin's sure. team. Holy cow. Fackrell barely gets on the field now. Yeah, 10 uh, snaps a game. Yeah. Now. So, But this defense is a step above, a couple steps above where they were last year yes. in terms of consistent pressure. Yeah, I think Dom's scheme, obviously... Yeah, was tired, but true, because in Dom's heyday, takeaways fueled everything. That's why in 2011 they were stealing balls from everybody, yeah. and Rodgers was putting up epic numbers of yards and points because he had so many extra possessions. Yeah, I'm not sure what the total number now is. I think it's nine takeaways, maybe uh, ten. They only had 15 last year. They're really improving in, the, in that department. Coming into this year, I said, with the, yet again, draft capital spent on defense first and with all the free agency dollars spent on defense in Petten in year two, this had to be a top quarter of the league type of defense, top eight, or else it's a failure. And I said, I think they can do top eight, but they need to, or it really looks no, bad. Because they rank it's them, looking they, pretty good I now. Know, but they rank them in yards. And yeah, I'm talking up a thousand, scoring defense. I know, I know. 
scoring yeah. defense matters. Yeah. Yeah. You but know, the, it's interesting because Rodgers, throughout preseason and leading into the regular season, had said several times to the media, hey, this offense is going to be a slow starter. Don't be surprised if there's growing pains. You never heard a single guy in the defense say, you know, we got a lot of new guys in here and a lot of fresh faces. Give us some time to grow into us. Uh, it seems like they knew what was coming. That's because Blake Martinez, Jair, Lowry, Kenny Clark really bought into Penton's system last yeah. year. Okay, and it's and it's paying dividends with the new additions. A couple of minutes left here with Dave Schrader of Channel 2 and Cover 2, Sunday nights, 1035, every Sunday night, now syndicated statewide. Uh, even a nice lady over there said, yeah, we watch it every Sunday. I'm in a tavern in Fort Worth. The old saloon. I love the stockyards. Remember the stockyards, Carrie? Well, my wife's over here tonight. We went to the stockyards <laughs> in Fort Worth. Gotta go. That's way better than downtown Dallas with all the nightclubs and stuff. It's just a spit on the floor, cracked peanut shells bar. And a guy comes up and saw me from cover two. Anywhere That's awesome. That is amazing. And it, it airs in the UP as well. My in-laws love that up oh, in really? Iron River. There you go. There you go. Hey, are we ever going to get this PI thing, uh, refereeing thing squared away this no. year? No. I think I've got it squared away for you. They're not going to explain it, so I'll try to explain it. I feel like the referees did not like this. We talked to Gene Steratore last year. I talked to him at the Super Bowl in Atlanta. He's out of the business, but he thought this was going to open Pandora's box. I think they're shutting down Pandora's box. They're, they're basically making a statement with their actions, not with their mouths, that we're not going to overturn things on the field because it's a bad idea. I feel like that's what they're saying to the coaches because coaches are burning timeouts and challenges left and right. That's and I think that the biggest problem is the lack of transparency. If the NFL officiating group came out and said, we're going to watch these replays in full speed, and if it's not obvious then, we're not going to change it. Because I guess you could slow down anything and any contact in slow yep. enough motion is going to make it look clear and obvious. I wonder if that's what they're doing. See, I wonder if they're the watching thing. full speed. This is Bill Clinton. What is is, okay? Clear and obvious, okay? Uh, what is that exactly? Uh, I think allowing subjective decisions to be subject to review is a disaster. I think they sent, I know they sent the it's wrong team to the It's not black and Super white Bowl. like, is he over the line? Is he inbounds? Yes. This is... Do you think that was P.I.? And now guys in New York are saying, did you think that was P.I.? And you're right. They're not going to embarrass the officials' union. Right or wrong. Right or wrong, right. they're not going to do it. And I think that really you saw Jason Garrett and why he slammed that challenge flag down yesterday. Oh, I... wasn't so much because of that one play he wanted, which upon review was a pretty obvious catch. It's because then he was out of challenges, and then he had no challenge later in the uh, game on yeah. the mugging by Kevin King. He could have normally challenged that, but had nothing to do then. I Ron think that's Torbert, why we're so upset. Uh, the official in that game yesterday, uh, pool reporter, uh, why'd you penalize Jason Garrett for unsportsmanlike conduct? Uh, it was for abusive language toward an official. Well, after the call was overturned, was there any consideration in picking up the flag? for unsportsmanlike conduct? No, says Torbert. Uh, can you do that at all? Torbert says, no. There's no reason to pick up that flag. It was abusive toward an official, unsportsmanlike. So that was going to be enforced regardless of the outcome of the review. So, so it's just a matter of time now before the coaches catch on and just stop challenging That's why I asked LaFleur two weeks ago. Just why are you it. burning timeouts throwing a red yeah. flag? It's stupid. Mike, Mike Pereira, who does the officiating analysis for Fox, he says it now every single time a coach challenges a PI call. He will go, this should be overturned. It won't be overturned. Yeah. Because when you slow it down, like we see on television, yes, almost everything is pass interference. But in real time, it's not according to the officials. So unless it's 
like you had with the Rams and the Saints, they're not so going to correct late themselves. And blatant, yeah. With, what, what are your numbers, Dave? You were saying on I think I saw end? going into one of the games Sunday. It may have been on Thursday night or after Thursday that like seven were overturned out of forty-two. Whether it's challenging to add it on or take so that's it off. So thirty-five wasted timeouts. It's crazy. Yeah, it's bad. At some point by midseason, probably coaches will just stop doing it. This is like you know roughing the passer. Although that's become a big issue again. Uh, uh, again, yeah. Just yeah. Ask Clay. Rashawn Gary. What? First time I've <laughs> yeah. ever heard uh, roughing the passer where a passer was not brought to the ground. Right, but he, inside the pocket, right? He's still mobile inside the pocket. He I hits him in the helmet. And it was he was at the line play. of scrimmage running at that. Yeah, I, I, oh, exactly. But yeah. anytime a quarterback is seen to have something hit his head, we know how it's going to be called. All right. Got a couple minutes left. Uh, so, you believe this is sustainable for the green and gold? I do. Lions? Raiders, then they go out to Kansas. They could very well be six and one before that big Sunday night Rogers v Mahomes showdown, which is going to get mega ratings, mega ratings. Although Chiefs uh, got a little comeuppance last night by Indianapolis of all teams. And Pat Mahomes has a gimpy ankle now. Yeah. Watch that; it's a few weeks before the Packers yeah, showdown. He, but yeah, he was limping he worse on two or three hits, and then got stepped on. So yeah, might be interesting. The defense looks sustainable. Absolutely. And if the offense continues to add wrinkles every week and Rodgers continues to buy into, hey, handing the ball off and getting it to my running backs is a good game plan, yeah, why can't the offense be consistent and sustainable too? Trade deadlines coming in the NFL never meant anything like baseball's trade deadline or hockey's trade deadline, but there's a lot of talk that this might be the year contracts are moved. It's really interesting the things that GMs have done trading in the offseason lately, and I wonder if that continues to take a step forward with the trade deadline. Our friend Bill Huber explored the, the idea of maybe trading for Cincinnati's uh, A.J. Green, a guy who's going to be coming off an injury in the last year of his contract there and is a really legit elite wide receiving weapon when healthy. That would be a real interesting head-turner. Brian Gutekunst has done a lot of things and looked to be a genius now. I don't know if he'd go down that road through that avenue, but, hey, a half-season rental on a guy like that, that would change the season too, Not wouldn't it? Not quite like Andre Risen for a half-game rental, but uh, maybe. 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 Bad Moon Risen. Remember that one, folks. Uh, well, we're going to go back in time in a couple of minutes, so uh, don't go away. And, again, last chance to register. We've got great door prizes to give away at the end of the show, including a pair of tickets to the game next Monday night. Hey, Dave, thanks for coming over. Uh, time flies when you're having fun. We had a lot of fun. Thanks for the visit. Yeah, thanks for having me.